All right. Welcome, everybody, members of the boys out of college, to the inaugural Weekly Notes show. Here with my co-host, T-Bal, Trent Bally. Trent, say what's up to the people. What up, boys? I could easily and just send you a text right now if I wanted to say what up to you. But hey, we got to do yeah. things a little differently. We do things a little different. We move different around here. And you know what? Here's the thing, is that no other league is doing it like we're doing it. Last year, we did the newsletter once a week. This year, Mr. TB, he came with me. He came to me with a grand idea of a vision that he had. And I'm going to let him explain this show and its purpose a little bit. Well, this is essential. Okay, so we're calling it. Our, by the way, as we record here, full uh, transparency. We haven't decided on like a title for this, have we? We're just calling no. it the weekly notes. Weekly notes because that's just what it was called last year, familiarity. This is so taking on. the place of the weekly notes because as someone who got a degree in journalism, journalism yes, is dead. Man. Journalism's <laughs> dead. So we're moving, we're pivoting to broadcast. Everyone, uh, we're just audible <laughs> to this pop, this uh, platform here. And I, I feel just, like journalism is what you make it, right? Well, sure. Like, but yeah, you, my friend, as someone who who pushes the who pushed the notes last week and you always put a lot of effort into it, I just thought this would be really fun to do this. So here we are. And, and it is really fun. And it will be really fun because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And every week there's new headlines. Every week there's new stories. And Ethan and T-Bow are here to cover them. And now, to preface, me and Trent are just talking heads. All right. We we're not associated with this league. We're here to talk about everybody in the third person. We're here to dog on every member of the league. We're here to lift up every member of the league. We are the talking heads. There are no biases. <laughs> there are no biases present in this room. The hate is going to get Hey, unless unless you're like 15 and oh, I got no hate for right. you. But we'll right. see. Right. Early. Week 1, we'll anything see. can happen. Yeah, so you know what, Trent? Let's let's get into it. Let's let's start with the weekly roundup here. Yeah, so we, we're gonna call this you know, working titles. Of course, this is our pilot episode. By the way, what if everyone's like, "I fucking hate this. We're not doing it again." Then maybe we won't. <laughs> I don't know. But um, this week around the league, uh, point number one, Ethan, we got to get to Trevor as a bone to pick with the waiver process. And let me give the <laughs> disclaimer here. A, I have never paid attention to the waiver process because I just don't take it that seriously. Which maybe that is a that that reflects poorly on on Trent as a manager. But also, I gotta throw in there: if anyone was gonna pick this up, it would be Trevor. No pun intended. If anyone was gonna pick up the idea that we're not doing this the same way we've always done it, it's Trevor. Yeah, and you know what? I got a couple things to say about that, Trent. So first, it's glad to I'm glad to see that the boys out of college, the league, is already in mid-season form complaining about rules that have been set in stone for the offseason. Uh, when when the commissioner, Ethan, says look at the rules to make sure everything's okay, you know, he expects the, the members of the league to go through. But Correct. it is what it is. It's neither Trevor, here nor there. Trevor <laughs> does claim, he, for what it's worth, again, I, 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 Trent has no idea on the matter. But Trevor does claim that the rule was changed without a vote, and I don't know what goes on there, but I'll turn it back over to you. That's all. It's a it's an egregious accusation, is what it is. It's an <laughs> it's, it's an egregious accusation. On they the are lying on me. <laughs> but uh, but either way, I'm just glad. You know, it was good that the league got out of the free agent thing, and they're in the waivers. So I think that's a step in the right direction, to say the least. But, yeah, because, you know, hey, we're all living around the country now. We got different time zones. It can't exactly. always be first come, first serve. I'm not I'm not trying to set alarms at 4.30 a.m. to try to beat the guys on the on the Eastern time, whatever the case may be. So yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah, and there's cheeky ways to go around that free agency thing. Like if you were to just drop some of your players, you, you save like a half second. And that half second yeah. is crucial. You do. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're in the waiver. I, I'm, I'm glad we figured it all out. It's good for the league. It's good to – have conversation, productive struggle, if you may. But um, yeah, here we are. We're better because of it. Yeah, the league is alive and well here in week one already, which is a good sign of things to come. Sticking with the idea of free agency and waivers and whatnot, look, I have not, admittedly, I have not checked up on this, the latest. Rob still has Aaron Rodgers on his roster for some preposterous reason. He I, does. I, yeah. I, and, and like he tore his ACL, not ACL, excuse me. 
uh, fake news. He tore his Achilles tendon, and he is about to be 40 years old. So, Rob, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's not playing this year. Um, he has <laughs> been ruled out for the year. <laughs> you so can just Rob is, <laughs> Nobody's picking him up. Don't worry. Uh, he'll always know. be there if you need him. Nate might pick him up. But Nate might pick him up at 8 o'clock Eastern time in the morning if this was the free agency period. Um but, you know, with the technology that's coming out these days, maybe Rodgers makes a comeback. Maybe Rodgers makes a comeback. You know, he, yeah. he's, he's known to do these holistic treatments where he locks himself in a dark room for days on end. So. Yeah, drugs. He doesn't eat it. His holistic treatment is psychedelic drugs. Look, I'm here for it. Whatever. Aaron Rodgers, you leave the north, you do your thing. For what yeah. was it, 25 seconds. And granted, look, no one wants to see anyone get hurt. We're not, we're not here to discuss right. that. But I'm just I'm just saying, Rob, my brother, my friend. Uh in by the way, know. if you're in this league and you have not streamed Pretoria's new album, you are fake. So go get that done. That's that's the Talk first order of business. Second order Talk of business, about. Rob. You can drop Aaron Rodgers. I promise you, you'll be just fine. Um, all right. Lastly. Uh, we got something about some trash talk here, but I'm going to save that for when we actually talk about this uh, this matchup between these two particular gentlemen. But we'll go to the North Division. Um, look, there's always a lot of uh, fodder and trash talk about the divisions and whose division's the best and the worst and whatever. I look, I don't know much, E, but I can tell you, I can tell you one thing is for damn sure: the North is the worst division as we stand here one week into the look, season, zero four in week one. Look, let's say. Numbers do not lie. Numbers do not lie, and you 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 play this game long enough to say that, especially in a 16-man league, you want to score 110 points. That's like a medium that you want to get to to have a chance. And every single one of those teams scored below 110 points. Now, I came into preseason saying that the, this was going to be the best di division out of all of them. I mean, you got managers like Nate, who's been around for years and has three championships. By the way. By the way, sorry, I, I'll let you finish, but is Nate yeah. washed? Can we have that conversation at some point? As what? Is Nate washed? Is Nate washed? That's neither here nor there. That, that I don't know if it's too early to talk about that. The The media's talking, though. There's a lot of talking on Twitter about, about what's going on with Nate, but we're just calling a spade a spade. He's 0-1. Yes, correct. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, just, it's overreaction. No, you're, good. <laughs> you're good. Kyle coming off of a championship starts off 0-1. Spencer, who, remember the statistics uh, that we went through over the offseason, Spencer is one of the top managers. I think he might have been the top manager over the past Vegas. Vegas loved them some spank going into the season. I'll tell you that they right did. now. They did. And then you got Nor in there. And, you know, Nor is a sneaky team. So you, you, you just see this, this division and you're like, okay, they're kind of going to run things a little bit. And here we are, 0 and 1, 0 and 4 to start the season. Yeah, very interesting. Lots of time to turn it around. Uh, you know, 15 weeks to be exact. Or 14 right. Weeks we or might whatever. be too early. We might be too early. Oh, we're definitely way too early, but that's why this is fun because it, it's. I don't know. We might be just on time. <laughs> what are we? What are we if we're not objective? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Um, you gotta you gotta have integrity in this business. All right, so that concludes our our headlines <laughs> from the week. Um, by the way. If you want to stir the pot, just get just just start talking in the chat. It'll it'll find its way to the pod. If, if, we'll if you want, yeah, we'll pick it up. It'll get picked up, uh, sucked up like a vacuum. All right, week one recap. We're gonna go through every single matchup in no particular order. So if you want to listen for your matchup, too bad you're just gonna have to listen to everything because that's how we do things on here. So week one recap, matchup number one: Clarky Boy takes down the Flying Dutchman, 121 to 106. Uh, Clark wins by 15.28 points. And Matt Clark with a little bit of uh, a, a little trash bit of yeah, yeah, he says the sheriff owned the Dutchman. That's like the big hammerhead on the top of the top of the newspaper yes, on Monday morning. Sheriff owns the Dutchman. What are your thoughts on this matchup, E? What'd you see? Listen, listen, the fan base for Clarky Boy, the house is rocking right now. Everyone went to work on Monday, a happy individual, because this is one of the hottest rivalries we got in the league right now. And I think it's the hottest. The hottest. It, the hottest rivalry. I think, I think Clarky and Nate were the reason that rivalry week became a thing. Correct? Honestly, honestly, that might be true. That might be true. And um, to, I think it is Clark true, damn it. Clarky and Nate <laughs> going after it. The hottest rivalry in the league 
Clarky boy takes him by 15 points. Unbelievable performance. But listen, we we talked about this already. Is Nate washed? What's what? going on? What, what's going what? on in Holland? <laughs> do we give credit to Clarky for playing well, or do we give credit to Nate for not playing well? This is an age-old conversation in fantasy. Did well, somebody just play well or did somebody not play well? So here's the thing. When you look at all their, you know, both their teams, what everybody did, Clarky got a donut from T. Higgins. He got a zero. <laughs> right. And he still he still took care of Nate relatively handily. So you got to give credit where credit's due. Clarky also started Goff, who scored less points than Derek Carr. So there could have been more points to be had there. It's just, I, I think I give Clark some credit here. Nate, I know yeah. I, I know I've hinted at some 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 shit towards you slipping off here. I don't think you're falling off at all. I think Clark just pulled out a good win. You gotta you gotta tip your cap. Yeah, you gotta tip the cap to a team like Clarky, especially you know Eckler is just a touchdown magnet. I haven't seen anything like this guy. Like they'll purposefully they'll purposely try and not get him to score. Joshua Kelly will come in on first and goal at the one yard line, get a loss of two yards, then they get a holding on second down, and then they'll be like, all right, now Eckler can go in, and he gets a thirteen yard touchdown run, and it's like. What like what are we doing here? But I think when the wheel keeps turning, it all comes back to poor running back play from Nate. That is what I was going to get to. Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, even Chris Godwin underperformed. Like a lot of people underperformed for Nate. So that's why I'm not ready to call him washed. I think he'll be all right. You see guys like – exactly. You see guys like Brian Robinson. You see guys like uh, Cortland Sutton. They did their job. You know, they did their job. I don't know how much you're expecting out of Trevor Lawrence, but he he seemed to put up an above average an amount for quarterbacks this week. Yeah. But you, you just need more out of your stars. And that's going to be the name of this name of this game. I feel like this week is a lot of stars underperformed. Absolutely. So e, the, the next thing we'll do for every matchup, pick your MVP of the game. I can go first. I think Jacoby Myers for Clarkey. When you look I matched at, you on that. And that and that's fine because I think that's the undisputed correct answer. I mean, he was only supposed to score you 11 points. He he more than doubles that to 24.6. So if you take away his, I mean, if he does what he's projected to do, Clark, he doesn't win this game. So uh shout out to Clark. You're one and oh. Nate, you got some work to do, but I believe in you, brother. I really do. And I'm not gonna say that about everybody. Before you just start calling me the nice guy, I believe in you, Nate. Let's see how you he, bounce back. He's a good manager, he can turn it around over there at the Dutchman community. You better believe it. Davy Jones, the the, the <laughs> captain of the Flying Dutchman. The Davy Jones province over there is hey, running. You better, you better uh, make Najee and uh, Chris Godwin do a little, you know, sell their soul to the Dutchman or something. 17s. 17s at practice. Yeah, yeah. It's got, got to start running. All right. Uh, let's move on. Matchup number two. We've got the Filipinos smacking Make Delmar great again. 149.8 to 97 and a half. Philly, currently the number one team based on points and win or loss record, obviously, because we're just in, in, in week number one. E, do you think this was more of a statement by Philly or more of a letdown spot for Spank? Oh, easily a Philly statement. Easily a Philly statement. And you know statement. what? I, to this that point, not a scary team. To that point, E. Philly says in the group chat, quote, y'all going to regret allowing my Tua Tyreek stack, end quote. Of course, referring to Tua Tungavailoa, who put up 36 and a half points, Tyreek Hill, 43 on the dot. What's better than one dolphin, Ethan? Two. Two dolphins. Two. And if you could get the third one in there, Jalen Waddle, two's a crowd, three's a party, you know? Correct. And Filipino, 149.84. And Drake London had zero points. And like what? Like I know. And, and you, you look at, at his too. Score. If Romeo yeah. Dobbs would have played too, Philly set Dobbs. He scored 16 and a half. So you put him up in there. I mean, this is this is one of the biggest slaughterings in league history. But hey, let's <laughs> let's let's talk about the Spink side of things because we it's got hard. This, but, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to win in this league. It really is. Yeah, and when puts up 97, I feel like that's like a, like not like it's it's hard to say what's a good week and what's not a good week but like you can score 97 and still win in this league well so c- correct because we'll we'll get to a matchup with uh someone on this panel in a little bit here but 
I look when you when you exercise your third round pick or fourth whatever whenever Spink took Lamar, you're thinking Lamar's gonna put up big numbers for you. Lamar only comes through with shy of 10 single right. digits out of Lamar. That's a killer. Right. And then of course Christian Kirk with only 1.4. Christian Kirk sucked. Look, and you know what? I blame that. I blame that, Spence. That's not your fault. That's on the media. They're hyping this up like this dude's gonna come in here and be like DeAndre Hopkins, like in his prime or something like that. I don't see that happening. The Jaguars were just fine last year, won a division, went to the playoffs, won a playoff game. Christian Kirk wasn't even there. So whatever. Uh, That's that's about all I got on that front. I think it was a little bit of a fluke on Spencer's part. But, E, I agree with you. This is a statement game from Philly. But I will. I'm going to add to this a little bit, Trent. I'm going to add to this, and I wrote in my notes here. A part of me is a little worried about this Spencer team. (laughs) Is it too early to say that? I'm a little worried. Do you okay. think it has anything to do with the logo change slash name change from Honolulu Hot Dog? <laughs> I will not comment on the logo change. But <laughs> there's a lot of split in, in media talking about that. But I will say Christian McCaffrey did all about all he could. And then you look at Lamar, sure, put Lamar up there for, you know, a bigger game maybe next time. But, like, I don't know. I see some of these guys and I'm like, they. I don't see them performing this year. Well, here, here's another thing. I mean, you you want to you talk about McCaffrey, and you're exactly right. I mean, to go 12 over your projection is pretty pretty damn remarkable. George Kittle laid a neck because if he's only if he's only projected 10 points for for George Kittle, who is like inarguably the second best tight end in the league behind Travis Kelsey, you you could he could go off for 25 any given week. So to only right. score three and a half when you're projected 10, and we know you're more than capable about having more than that against a bad Steelers defense. I put this one on George Kittle. But it's it's more, again, it's more about a Philly statement than it is a Spank letdown. But George Kittle let you down, Spank. He won't do it twice. Believe it. He'll never do it twice. Let's move on. So let's move on to, to matchup number three. Here we've got uh, The Feeling. <laughs> By the way, Gavin, I love the logo. It makes me laugh every time I see it. We got The <laughs> Feeling losing and another, another route to Sparty Squad. Uh, Dev with a big showing. Taking down Gavin. Uh, Devin wins by 47.74 points. Only five less than the last one we talked about. So this is this is another uh another smacking. But Gavin, I gotta throw in the qualifier. Gavin says, bruh, half my team already hurt. Later in the group chat says, now Mike Williams being evaluated for a concussion. I'm gonna have to start Reggie Wayne next week. So Gav, I did a little research. Reggie Wayne, I looked him up. He is not available on the waivers. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Yeah. I hate to bring it to you, but E, what's your big takeaway from this one? Well, I, first I want to say when I saw that text, I saw that text from Gavin and it only showed the first part about Mike Williams getting a concussion. And as soon as I, as I saw the, I'm going to have to pick up. And then I just saw R, I knew he was going to say Reggie Wayne. I was like, I know this guy's resorting to some 2008 Colts player that he's played with on the Wii or something like that. Reggie Wayne. You know what? What'd you say? I was just gonna say I can't fault him for it because I could see myself if I get smacked in week eight, I'll probably make some reference to Golden Tate or something like that. So I get it. it. (laughs) (laughs) The story of this matchup, Trent, is that Gavin had zero position positional players. And I say position maybe like skill positions. No running backs, tight ends, or wide receivers that scored 10 plus. Correct. Everybody scored under. And that is a problem, especially in this league. You so, can have a so good quarterback. Richardson got 25. That's good for him. That's not that's more than his average. And you but know what? I want to give I want to give Gavin credit, not too much credit, because he's a Colts fan. So I know that was just you being a Colts fan, but I do want to give you credit for starting him over Matthew Stafford. I I don't think, I mean, if you ask like 90% of America who they'd start in that, in that, I, I think, you know, again, AR5, AR he's five now, he's not 15. Yeah. AR5 going against a, a solid Jags defense. Like, I think most people would take the vet instead of the rookie in his NFL debut. Gavin, you made the right choice. He outscored Stafford, even though Stafford balled. But, um, E, you pretty much covered that. We talk about a donut in the last game from T. Higgins or two games ago. Uh, Gavin had two of them. Chase Claypool, yeah. Dallas Goddard. Not good from either one of those guys. So are Goddard they surprised me. Goddard surprised me. I, that was the one where I was like, okay, like that's not like him. You know, he's usually a top eight tight end. He's usually good for 10 to 12. 
But let's not forget that Jonathan Taylor is on the reserve list right now. So we might see him making a comeback. And Cooper Cup is also on the bench. So the season's not over. Let's not throw in the towel yet for the feeling. He's still got uh, some, some things to look forward to here. No, of course not. You can't throw in the towel at anybody week one. But, yes, Gavin, just two, two zeros from starters, three zeros on the bench, four if you, you include the reserve with Jonathan Taylor. So just not getting much help. But credit where credit's due for Devin's team. Let's talk about that for a hot minute before we go to the next uh, – the, the, the next matchup here, Sparty squad, putting the Sparty and Sparty squad with Kirk Cousins showing Absolutely. up 27. I mean, that's not, that's not crazy or anything, but it's definitely the right pick. Shout out to him. Travis Etienne. E, I know you're a big fan of his. I uh, am. As a closet Jaguars fan. That's <laughs> I am. And, and it's hard to say that I used to, I used to like them a lot more, but because now they're good, but yeah, right. big showing out of Devin. Um, you gotta love, you gotta love Brees Hall making a comeback. That's that's a big point that I wanted to make in the Jaguars defense. Way to way to show out with 17 there. Not not bad. But yeah, let's let's give credit to where credit's due. Sparty routed Gavin over there. And uh Trent, who do you got for your player of the game? My player of that game is Brees Hall. You you talked about how he scored 19 when he was only projected a little less than six. And Devin, I gotta be honest, like this might end up being one of the better picks in terms of value for the season. Because going into the season, he he fell a little bit because we didn't know A about his injury and B, we thought Aaron Rodgers would be running the show. And now with him hurt, it's like the Jets path to success, I think, is Brees Hall. So he might be putting up these kind of numbers every single week. That's a great pick. So my MVP is Brees Hall. What about you, E? Something I didn't think you mentioned too is Dalvin Cook being thrown into the mix was another reason why he was going lower. It's like, oh, are we going to split up carries? And now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, like you said, I think they're going to have to rely on the run a lot more. My player of the game was also Brees Hall. And I think there's also a narrative there. Injury, comeback, like player of the game. Come on. He, He really showed up and showed out. Did it for the city. Got New York on the board. Like, I, I know all the fans out in New York got to be loving it right now. And Brees Hall is the front runner for that, for that force of nature out there. So good for them. Consensus quake on Brees Hall. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, let's go to uh, matchup number four. Maybe the best matchup of the week. If you like defense, if you like low scoring, if you like the trenches, if you like a slug fest, even losing to Jack. By a narrow margin, really. Not much. Neither team putting up a ton of points, but hide Mr. Moon coming away with a six-point victory, if my math is correct. Uh, Ethan, I'll let you have the floor here because this is your squad. Yeah, you know, you know the the this is also a storied rivalry here. Ethan and Jack go way back into the days of when the league started. You know, the banter has always been there. Two, two heads that love to talk. Um, but listen... This has been the story of the Lickety Split organization for quite a bit, and that's low scoring for and low scoring against. He's had one of the top defenses in the past few years. This matchup, not a shocker. After an exclusive interview with Ethan, he said he doesn't like staying up late on Monday nights having to sweat out a seven-point loss with Gabriel Davis, but neither here nor there. Ethan still took a loss here. Now, I wouldn't say that we can panic yet. And I'm saying that a lot today, but Jalen Hurts was a reach. Maybe was he reach? Was he picked in the right place? 16 points. They're going to need more out of him, right? Tony Pollard did his job, but man, if you want the story, it's that the wide receivers of Lickety Split didn't break five points. Didn't break five. And that's that's a tough look. I wrote down that my MVP for this matchup, and this is no shot at Hyde Mr. Moon's squad at all, but the MVP was the lack of production from the receivers. And honestly, if you look at this, if you look at this matchup, E, I don't know if it's ever been done that every single position actually no, totally Tony Pollard reached his uh projection. Yeah. But every other skilled position player outside of Tony Pollard did not reach their projected score. So it's not really like anybody. I, I can't. I, you can't fault the manager here. He's just going with the best lineup, putting out the best guys. And yeah. on the other end, I mean, Hyde Mister Moon didn't really take care of business at all either. So it's just kind of one of those deals where I think someone lost this game. No one really won it. But nonetheless, yeah. 
Look at these splits 0 and 1. And as you mentioned, the manager not too happy about it. Exactly. The manager's not too happy about it. Another big story is uh, I would say that the top two of the top three tight ends, one of them being number one, both out of this matchup could have had a different outcome on the game. Um, but yeah, not getting a lot of tight end production from the ones that did start to to say that I, Isaiah likely was projected nine points is a, is a criminal act to me. The fact that he only scored point nine. He scored a tenth yeah, of that. And rice. But Jack did win the matchup, and sometimes you got to tip the cap, and I'll tip the cap to that. All right, let's move on. Uh, matchup number Cinco, numero Cinco. Let's go here. Uh, the Ligers taking down Bass Pro Bombers, the defending champ, 124.08 to 102.5. Uh, we've got Geno Smith underperforming here, but everyone else pretty much rising to the occasion. Yeah, I was actually – it's funny how we do this back-to-back -back because on the other end of things, the wide receiver production from the Ligers was insane. He had a committee here, and A.J. Brown was is supposed to be the best of them. And that's a little scary. So Ayuk I with 32 coming from coming from Kyle's quarterback, by the way, always a weird situation in fantasy when the opposing team has your wide receiver that your quarterback's throwing it to. Calvin Ridley, another comeback player from his little gambling issues, but we won't speak on that. J.K. Dobbins, out for the year. You hate to see it. You hate to see an injury. Kyle, definitely, um, I think his squad underperformed, I, I'll say. Um, Derrick Henry yeah, with 12. We're not we're not seeing a lot of production there, but that's that won't be his season. You know, that's this one week, and we can expect these guys to bounce back definitely next week. And we also got a little taste of that Jets defense. Definitely a top three defense in the league, in my personal opinion. Kyle, good pick with them. What do you think, Trent? All right, E, I got to tell you, I, I thought uh, Brock Purdy, get a little bit of a surprise gem from him, uh, scoring more of his, you know, more than he was projected to get. I will say um, I went to a Steelers backing bar in Nashville, Tennessee, to watch this game with one oh. of my friends who's a Steelers fan. By the way, you, I, I could go on a tangent here. These dudes, these fans didn't even know who Brandon Ayuk was, and that pretty much sums up their, uh, their the Steelers fan base in a nutshell. They also, a lot of Heinz Ward jerseys. Heinz Ward, a lot more beloved than people would think. You'd think you'd see he some did big a lot fans. for that city, man. He was a big part of that Super Bowl win. I mean, like, I think I saw, like, one Troy Palomalu jersey, and I, I'm not even kidding. I saw 15 Heinz Ward jerseys. So that's great. <laughs> Good for Heinz Ward. But, look, I – not a whole lot to say here. You talked about Kyle's lack of uh, – not, or excuse me, he's got talent but lack of production from said talent. I'm not worried about the defending champs. Maybe a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover here. But yeah. ultimately I think he'll bounce back next week and more on that in a little bit. So MVP of the game, who you got? My MVP of the game – I, I said it was Calvin Ridley, and, and Ayuk obviously would outperform the most, but I, I got a soft spot for the narrative. Calvin Ridley, comeback game. I feel like everyone kind of had these middle-of-the-road expectations. He talked highly of himself, Calvin Ridley, Ridley did. And um, he really came out and he put his money where his mouth was. And, and I think that showed a lot for his character and for his fantasy outlook as well. So Calvin Ridley. Yeah, so for like someone missing a whole season of football, you'd definitely be more concerned about a quarterback or a cornerback or a D lineman than you would about a receiver. He just got right back out there and got to business. So credit to him. I gave it to Ayuk, but I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Also, one thing to note, Brad is going to be on quarterback watch this whole season. Russ and Geno, that's a very, very, very interesting pairing there. That's a real tough decision every single week. Coin flip. Uh, Geno didn't perform quite as well as Russ this week um but brad still got the win so that's good news <laughs> listen i i i'm with that but we're gonna talk about a team that's really on a quarterback watch here in a couple minutes so i'm gonna i'm gonna put that in my back pocket and not use that yet but brad for sure i gino i don't know i was never high on him but i can see why people would be drawn Hey, I heard he's going to Ford Field uh, this Sunday. We'll see how that turns out for him. I'm going to guess not great, but that's just Yeah, me. I hope he throws eight picks. And Brad also plays Ethan next week. So uh, that's also something <laughs> to look into. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> next matchup. <laughs> Moving right along. We can make this one quick. Um, 
Detroit Rock City takes on Fire Up Chips, or what is it, Chips Fever? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm not trying to dishonor you because you have probably the best logo in the entire league with the Jared Goff ice. Look, I, I, I'll let you drive here, E, because I don't have a ton to say. I, I just think Detroit Rock City came to play. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie here, Trent. I saw. I saw very middle of the road. I kind of struggled finding some things to talk about here because, at the end of the day, everyone just played like okay, and like <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the name of the this or maybe that's the story here is that no one really shined, but it was just like I don't know. It was just it was just a medium kind of matchup and. And, you know, you can you can sit here and say, oh, like, this is a big thing in fantasy football. You can always say, oh, if only so-and-so would have played better. Oh, if only so-and-so would have played better. You look at Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen usually scores about 30. If only he would have scored 15 more points. But then you can turn and look at Mahomes and say, well, 23 is an off day for Mahomes, you know. So I think all the talk that I'm hearing about, oh, if only blank should have scored five more points, if only blank should have scored, I'm not here for it. You played that week, nor you lost. Trent, you won, and that's that's the end of the story here, and, and that's the name of the game. Now, something to watch for, Chris has Jordan Love on his bench. If Jordan Love keeps putting up numbers like that, he might be in talks with a couple teams in the league that need a quarterback. But in the coming weeks, we'll see if that really is something to look at. Yeah, also, this is a good time to mention that Taysom Hill, I think, is officially listed as a quarterback on the Saints, but good. he's a tight end in fantasy. So what? if if he's a tight end in fantasy, well, it's, our it's app been app. like that, though. It's been like that. But, okay, my, my point is just that if, by the grace of God, Derek Carr gets hurt and they keep Taysom Hill as a tight end and and Chris has him in the flex and Chris has two quarterbacks going, that's that could be a game changer. Just something to watch, mm-hmm. something to watch. We'll see. Yeah. It all comes down to the glitches and the, the nuances of how this NFL fantasy football app works. Um, right. My MVP of this game, and I'm going to say this completely tongue-in-cheek because uh, for obvious reasons, I think it's the Detroit Lions for allowing Mahomes to, to hit, his, hit his potential while also winning the game. So we love yeah. to see that. You just keep Mahomes at bay. He's going to do what he's going to do. He scores his 23 points as he was projected to do. Lions still pull out the W. I know that has nothing to do with fantasy but it does for, for the manager over there at Detroit Rock City. So uh, that's my MVP of this game. What say you? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because there is something to be said about when your fantasy players are playing your favorite team, you're not really sure what to root for. And you got a scenario where as a fan, best case scenario, and even as an owner of the player, not bad. 23, you hit your potential, like you said. So kind of a win-win for you. Um, I narrowed it down a little bit more and said Amon Ross St. Brown. I just think, you know, he he's clearly the leader of this Detroit Rock City squad, and he's and he and he showed it. Very fair. Again, like you said, not a whole lot of of, uh, of stuff to talk about there, but hey, we got another week next week, so we'll see what goes on there. Uh matchup number seven here as we wind down. We got one more after this. Trevolution takes down Breeze. By the way, Dave, we got to work on that name, brother. We got We got to get some. Yeah. You got, I mean, I, Dave, you're a creative guy. I know I know you're the only guy in here who's not past his athletic prime. You're the only one that's still in here. <laughs> I don't know. Nort's an athlete. Nort is an athlete. That's true. That's true. I, like, I'm not, that wasn't, that wasn't supposed to be a shot at anybody. I'm trying, I'm giving Dave his flowers here, Dave. The breeze in all lowercase just isn't doing it for me. I don't, I, Got to be better, Dave. I just think you. I think you're better than that. But hey, I trust you to get off the mat. But let's talk about this game because, oh, e, what did you see in this one? This is an absolute curb stomping of a matchup here, and honestly, an interesting matchup. We look at we look at Breeze over here had the number one overall pick, Justin Jefferson, who played very well. But man, Trevor's team is a little scary. Okay, Trevor's he's got to be a lot to handle. A lot it, to they handle. got a lot of talent over there at Trevolution and Company. I'll tell you that much. The fans of Trevolution went went off to say that they loved the draft. They loved how it turned out. You know, not a lot of noise coming out of training camp there, but man, did they show up week one and really put their name in the limelight? Yes. So Joe Burrow, we talked about how Lamar scored less than ten for make Delmar great again. 
Joe Burrow scored less than six points, and Trevor still wins by a league high for week one. That's unbelievable stuff. So, excuse me, the big story is obviously the Cowboys' defense. Slash special teams. I don't want the special teams to get slighted here because they they took one of the house, I think, right? Or they blocked the field goal or something. Yeah, they blocked the field goal and returned that to to the touchdown. Yeah, Yeah, so so you got to give credit to the special teams as well, not just the defense. So, Shout out to Trev's squad. Every single player on his bench should have been benched except for, you know, Sam Howell. But who the hell in their right mind is going to bench Sam Howell for Joe Burrow? <laughs> the other way around. But right. Trev, Trev, man, Trev, Trevor deserves to be talked about as the biggest juggernaut on the, in this league. I mean, you can make yeah, an argument for Philly, of course, but Trev is grinding. I think, we'll get, I think we'll get to that, Trent. I think we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. All right. What'd you yeah, see? We'll, we'll revisit that conversation, but man, what a showing from Trevor where Joe Burrow didn't even touch 10 still scored 142 insane, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny that we're living in a world where David would have started Mac Jones instead of uh, Justin Herbert. He still would have lost by 40 plus. That's kind of crazy, but uh, we're just, Again, it's just a tale of two stories. Dave, I think the biggest story next week in the entire league is how does Breeze get off the mat? Does Justin Herbert respond? Does Joe Mixon respond? Does James Cook respond? Tyler Lockett, who didn't do anything? These guys pick it up for you, Dave. I believe in your squad. I believe in them. Um, Here's a question I got for you, Trent. Would you rather be a part of the, the crew that loses by like 50 points or would you want to sweat it out come Monday Night Football? Do you want to not have to worry about it? It's a great question because I do love Monday Night Football every single week. I love watching the game carefree and not sweating it out. But oh, I, I want to win, baby. So give me, I, I would love to sweat it out. Yeah, yeah. let me get the heartbeat. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, we get the heart rate going. Um, who's your MVP of this game? It has to be the Cowboys defense, right? Close. Yeah, close. yeah. yeah, I mean, for, for your defense to score seven times the amount that your quarterback scores, I don't think that's ever been done. I don't think it'll ever be done again. And for the Cowboys to cover Burrow's ass like that, uh, Trav, very, 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 very impressive. All right, let's round it out before we get into next week's matchups. Kid Karch taking down Rick Dalton in an all-time logo matchup. We got uh, – <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. Just go check it out. Um, this was a relatively close one, one of the few single-digit margins in this week. Uh, Daniel Jones underperforming, Jameer Gibbs overperforming, just kind of some weird stuff going on in this one. What did you see, Ethan? I, I'll i tell you what I see. I don't see a lot of big names within these two teams. Not a lot of star power here out of either Kid Karch or Rick Dell. And to be honest, I didn't pay much attention to this match. Is that, is a, that, reflection, is that a reflection of the ownership or is it the, the general manager? What are we talking about here? Isn't that the question of the day? I, I don't know if I can speak on that. I don't know if that I, – I don't know. But I will say something that I do know. When you talk about a team – that's worried about the quarterback position, Kid Karch needs to get his britches on and dial down and get a quarterback, get a leader of that team because Daniel Jones, I don't know if he's that guy. Brian Dable seems to think that he's the guy. You know, he, he the GM seems to think that he's the guy, make, paying this guy all kinds of money. But yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a scary sight. You never want to see a guy who's like middle of the road week one come out and put up seven. I know because I had Russell Wilson last year and I was shitting my pants for the (laughs) remainder of the season after that. So I can't imagine what Karch is going through right now. But he won. He won. He won. You're 1-0. You're 1-0. That's all that matters. Just ask the LA Rams who might be one of the worst teams in the the league this year. But hey, they won this week. They Um, won. Lickety split country. Let's ride. Shout out to last year. Look, when <laughs> talking about last year, too, I, again, I don't want to pile on here, but Daniel Jones, I think, was the only quarterback last year to throw fewer touchdowns than games played. Um, that's Whoa. that's he, I think he only threw 15 touchdowns. I, I could be wrong on this. I'm pretty sure he only because they got Saquon running the show. I yeah. think he only threw for 15 touchdowns and he played in all 17 games or something, something like that. Point being. They shouldn't have given him that bag. They did. He way underperformed in Dallas. Uh, so there's that. Um, shout out, shout out, Daniel Jones for the infamous tripping when he had that like free sixty yard touchdown run. Yes, <laughs> trips that, on the ten. That was hilarious. <laughs> My MVP of this one would be easy to go Niners D for for putting up twenty against a, a Steelers team that you know I, people were picking Pickett 
and Pickens and Najee Harris. They got some good pieces over there. But Nick Folk to score 18 <laughs> as a kicker. And, and here's the thing, E, you got to give context to this because I'm pretty sure Nick Folk was signed like last week by them, two weeks ago. Another thing, you know, we can talk about Rob's team for a second. B. John Robinson, the rookie, um, people are saying he's the undisputed offensive rookie of the year. I was watching that game. That guy can move. I'll say that. That guy can move. And 17 points for your debut, not bad for a rookie. Good for him. So, Rob, I'm going to give you some friendly advice, and you can take it or not take it because I am no higher or lower than you in this league. I just, I'm, I'm just who I am. That's all I am. I'm just a talking head here. That's all I am. <laughs> You still have Rodgers on your roster. You've got Leonard Fournette, who's a free agent, on your roster. I, <laughs> I think you're going to have to make some moves here. I, I don't know. I, again, you could you could turn right around next week. Let's get the next week, E. How about that? Let's yeah. Let's flip the page. Let's, let's, flip let's the turn. Page. Let's turn the page a little bit. So let's just these don't we don't got to go too in depth here. It's week one. We don't know a ton, but we're going to make some picks here. Just what Ethan and I think. This is just a matter of opinion. We're going to give a little week two preview rapid fire here. Detroit Rock City, 1-0. Sparty Squad, 1-0. I could do the old Kirk Street and, like, not pick the game that I'm calling, not pick the game I'm affiliated <laughs> on college game day. But, look, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Hey, remember, we're talking heads. We're not affiliated with these teams. That's we're exactly just here, We're here to comment on them, and I'll take it away here. I think a, something that we need to watch for here is um, Brees Hall and Jamar Chase have some tough matchups this week. And if 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 Rock City wants to, you know, improve upon and keep the ball rolling, I think the Lions need to not only win, but they need to really statement win against the Seahawks. Didn't the Seahawks beat us last year? Correct. They're the reason the Lions didn't make the playoffs last year. Yes. So I think this is going to be a big game for Ford Field as well with the fans. And I think the Lions can't they can't get stage fright. They got to show up and they got to do it. And I think not only will they do it for Detroit, but they'll do it for Detroit Rock City. Give me Detroit Rock City in this one. Patrick Mahomes is going to come back. He's not starting 0-2. He's going to throw all over that Jags defense, even though it's it, the Jags are a good team. But I just think Mahomes is going to he's going to get up and he's probably going to go 30 plus in this one. And then as you mentioned, Ethan, I got I got a running back, a receiver, and a tight end from Detroit. And I think Detroit's going to win big as well. But we don't got to get big into that. Let's go to the next one. Um, the Ligers taking on your lickety split. Yeah, this is one of the closest uh, projected matchups here. We're looking at a separation of 0.15. That might even be the closest projected matchup here. Um, give me lickety split by 50, honestly. Um, I don't think this is going to be close. We're going to need – they're going to need more out of Jalen Hurts, obviously. Okay, the number one quarterback coming into the league they're going to need more out of. Definitely, we can, we can sit here and talk about wide receiver play all day long. But Mark Andrews is coming back this week, and that's going to really show what these guys are made of. I think we, we, it might be dangerous waters if we get the same kind of wide receiver production out of Ligers. We're seeing the number one wide receiver core versus the number 16 wide receiver core in a head-to-head matchup dogfight here. Um, but, yeah, give me give me lickety split by 50. That's a nice uh, little tidbit you pick up on there. Something interesting for me here. Geno Smith, again, we talked about it. Will Brad start Geno or Russ? I don't know. Uh, I, look, I think, granted, what do I know? I think the Lions are going to get up early in this one, and Geno's going to have to use his arm. Is that going to work to the Ligers' advantage or disadvantage? Is he going to throw some picks? Is he going to throw for big numbers? You also look at the Ligers have Ken Walker as the running back. I don't know if they're going to be running the ball that much. They might have to pass it to get back into the game because I think the Lions are going to run away with this thing. But I, will I, think take... Brad, I think Brad's a fake fan if he starts Geno and Kenneth Walker. <laughs> so let it be known, the owner of Lickety Split would like to see Russell Wilson instead of Geno Smith in this match. <laughs> I don't know, I'll take I'll take Lickety Split. But again, like you said, this is a toss-up here. This is like the biggest coin flip of the whole week. So it'll yeah. be a good one. Uh, let's Anything move on. Can Anything could happen. Uh, the feeling against Breeze. Now, granted, it's just, week, it's just week one, or it's week two at this point now. This is the 16th team in the league against the 15th team in the league. Breeze, yeah. as right now, was projected to win by about 20. Who you got? You know, this is a battle of which piece of shit smells better, as I would say here. And we're looking at 15 versus 16. Listen, I am nervous about Gavin's team. I'm going to take Breeze here. I think he's just got more star power, and it's 
not even close in my opinion. Give me Breeze, and I think it's going to be a hefty ass slapping. Yeah, Dave, look, I, I kind of shit on your team earlier. I, it's all love, brother. I think you're going to win big this week. And, again, it's not a lack of what Gavin has because Gavin's got reinforcements coming with Cup and Taylor in a few weeks. But what I like on the Breeze squad right now, I think Justin Herbert has a big bounce-back game. Chargers get their first win in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans stink. So I think I think it could be a big game for Herbert. But uh, I don't know, dude. I I struggled. This it's a big AFC matchup, and it's so hard to win on the road. And like Tennessee is just like sometimes their defense is just so stout, dude. Yeah. Well, they're yes. Kevin Byard's fantastic. They got a good tackle in Simmons, but also David does have the Chargers' defense too. And that that Tennessee offense only put up 15 points. Uh, no uh, touchdowns. Haven't uh, scored a touchdown yet, despite having Derrick Henry and D Hop and all that. So. Again, this will be a fun one to watch. We'll keep it moving for the sake of time, but I got Breeze winning this one. Uh, we'll move on. Trevolution Filipinos. So we go from 15 versus 16 to 1 versus 2. The Let's Titans. do it, baby. Clash of the Titans, Trevolution, Filipinos. Who you got, E? I'm going to take – I'm going to ride with the division. Give me Philly here. Give me Philly. I think the Tua Tyreek – by the way, I don't think we talked about our players of the game for Philly's matchup last week. I had Tyreek and Tua together on that. I think we could probably agree. But, um, yeah, Tua and Tyreek, until they prove me otherwise, I'm going to keep saying that they're a force to be reckoned with. I'm going to take Philly here in this one. This is this is an interesting one. Again, I feel like I'm saying that about every single matchup, but I'll keep this short and sweet. I love Trevor here. Trevor has shown that Joe Burrow can put up five points, and that Cowboys defense, you know who they get this week, E? They get the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. And uh, here's the thing. That Buffalo Bills defense, I think, is pretty solid. Uh, Zach Wilson was able to do some things, but it was because the Bills were planning for Rodgers. They weren't planning for Zach Wilson. So now you've got a full week of preparation here for the Cowboys and Dan Quinn getting ready to play Zach Wilson. Are you kidding me? I think the Cowboys can put up another 45 spot. Give me Trev. Um, There's no way they put up 45 again. But And, and I hear you. I hear you. I, when I when I run the numbers though, I see Joe Burrow is playing Baltimore, another stout defense. Pittsburgh, a stout run defense. Um, you see Garrett Wilson now has Zach Wilson throwing to him, and he's playing Dallas. Like I don't know how much production we're going to see out of those boys over there on Trevor's squad. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's go to hide Mr. Moon against the Flying Dutchman. Another middle of the pack. We got eight versus nine. We're having a lot of these early on. Um, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, A.J. Dillon, Saquon Barkley. Some very intriguing mirror-like matchups here. E, who you got? For sure. Um, this is the neck and neck with the number one project, like closest projected score. This one's separated by .16. I think we're going to see another close matchup here. But um, I'm going to take Jack in this one. I'm going to take the moon. I loved watching Zay Flowers play last week, and that guy's got some talent for being a youngster. And we're going to see Kelsey making his comeback. And that probably means he's going to get six touchdowns and 500 yards, but neither here nor there. Give me Jack in this one. Yeah, so that's the key, right? The key is Travis Kelsey coming back. What is he right. going to do? He projected 15. As we know, we've all watched Travis Kelsey his whole career. Could have five, could have 30. We don't know. Yeah. So I think that's a big X factor. You know what, Nate, for the sake of parity, I'm going to pick you. I think Jack gets his first loss. Nate gets his first win. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to duke it out with Pat Mahomes. It's going to be a shootout, high-scoring yeah. game by nature. But I like Trevor Lawrence to put up a nice little 30 spot for you. Um, other than that, I don't know. I'm rolling the dice on you, Nate. I'm giving you some leash. Don't choke me with it. Let's keep I'm going. I'm not giving you shit, Nate. I'm not giving you shit. But Kid Karch. Kid Karch, 1-0 versus the Bass Pro Bombers, defending champs, 0-1. Ethan, do the Bass Pro Bombers get their first win here. Bass Pro is going to light up Kid Karch in this matchup. I am going to go on record and say I think this is going to have the widest margin of victory. I think Kyle is going to wallop Kid Karch in this game. Um, I think Purdy could do another 20-plus performance. But when I look at when I look at the returning champs' weapons, I just I see talent and I see talent and I see talent, you know. Devontae Adams should have a big game. McLaurin should have a bounce-back game. Pickens should have a bounce-back game. A lot of guys that should just do better than they did last week. And then I just – I wonder how Mitchell – like, who are some of these guys that have just, like, appeared on his team? Like, 
Did he draft these guys? I don't know. I think Kyle's going to win by a lot. Cart's probably not going to like me saying that. Kyle will probably like me saying that. But, hey, I'm just the talking head. I'm just calling it how I see it. I love Karch here. Love him. I love I love really? I do. I think Mitchell hears all the talking. Mitchell is someone that takes all this trash talk, stones <laughs> it up. He's like Kirby in Super Smash Bros. And then he's just gonna yeah. take off with it. You know, uh, I like yeah. Okay. David okay. Jones, Daniel Jones, excuse me, can't get any worse. He can't have less than seven. He's playing a bad Cardinals defense. Jameer Gibbs, this is my big key, and I'll, I'll make this my last one because I know we got we got other matchups to talk about here. Jameer Gibbs scored seven points last week. Dan Campbell's on the record saying they're going to use him more, and he inexplicably is only projected 5.1. So I, I love Jameer Gibbs in this spot. Last sure. week, by the way, e, he led all NFL players in broken tackles, and he only he only carried the ball six or seven times, I think. So I saw that. That was awesome. That's very impressive. Not just rookies, players, yeah. broken tackles. So Jameer Gibbs behind that home crowd. Mitch, I think you get a huge game out of him, and I like you to edge this one out against Bass Pro. Um, let's Man. go to the next one. Maybe it's going to be a fun week too, Chad. It's going to be a fun week too. It's good. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. We got another close one. It's 11 versus 12. Make Delmar great again. Rick Dalton, two 0-1 squads. We got two mobile quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, two former Heisman winners. I think, did Deshaun win a Heisman? He won a Heisman, right? I don't, I don't think he did. No, I'll get national championship. You won a national championship, whatever. So. This one is a little closer than you would think on paper. It's only separated by about three points. Go ahead. I was no, I was gonna comment on that, but you keep you finish your thought. No, that, that's it. I was just gonna ask you, I was gonna throw it to you. Who you got? I I do think this is gonna be a sneaky close matchup, and I know it's projected to be close, but like I, I think this one's gonna be one of the closest matchups of the week. Um, I think the key of this game is for Rob, how is how is B. John Robinson gonna play against a stout? Green Bay run defense. And I think the rookie is really going to have to show what he's made of in this game. And another story is how, how are we going to do with Jalen Waddle? You know, are we going to see more than 9.6 last week or are we going to stick to, you know, getting subpar play? So I think if, if Rob wants a chance here against McCaffrey and the boys, we're going to have to see some bounce back. We're going to. So a big thing here, huge thing here, Spence. You got to get the boys ready to go because they got to come out hot, and you got to get up early because on Monday Night Football we've got Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, and David and Joku on Rick Dalton. So it might look like a blowout early, but you got to hang on to that lead because those boys are coming on Monday Night against the Steelers team that just got obliterated. So we, we'll see. This will be one e. It's it's funny you ask about sweating it out on Monday Night Football. This might be a sweat game, but we'll see. Yeah. I, 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 like Spence. I like Spence here. I hate being in Spencer's position right here. It is like my least favorite thing to not have anybody on Monday night and have the other team have like five players. Because I'm like, yeah. I got to be up by like 150 if I want a chance here. And like if this game is like within 30 going into Monday night, it's over. Rob, Rob's going to win. You know, like that's the type of stuff we're dealing with here. But – I have I also have Spencer. I will say I also have Spencer. And again, this is two 0-1 squads looking for their first win. It's get get your popcorn ready. Okay, let's go to our final matchup of the week. Let's wrap this thing up. Chips Fever 0-1 taking on Clarky Boy 1-0. E, another close one, separated by less than a point, 0.97, I believe, is what uh is what we're seeing here. Big key for me in this one, DeAndre Swift. Less than a point of production last week. Can he do better for the for the chips? Uh, he's projected 12 and a half or 12 and a third, whatever. Um, right. What do you see? You know, Vegas is really high on Clarkie right now after that big rivalry win last week. And I he really think – Even his own hype a little bit? I think Nort is going to come in here and he's going to sneak out an upset win. I think he's got the right tools for it, okay? I, I, I just, I don't, I'm not thrilled about Eckler playing Tennessee. I'm not thrilled about Javante Williams playing Washington. Um, Debo just hasn't really done anything crazy shocking. Even at, towards the end of last year, I don't think he ever proved to be much. And I just, I'm, I'm loving the matchups over on Chip's side, like Josh Allen playing Vegas. Um, I think we see more out of DeAndre Swift. That's going to be a fun one on Thursday night. I think, I personally think Philly versus Minnesota is going to be one of the higher scoring games of this week. So I think that'll be um, fun. But give me give me Chris with the upset here. 
you know, this is another another opportunity for both of these defenses to score a lot of points. They're both playing teams that don't that historically. I think the Broncos are only averaging over the last like 16 games. They're only averaging like 16, 17 points. So that's who the Commanders got in the chips. And then Clarky, you got the Giants. They're taking on the Cardinals, who I think are going to finish with the worst record in the league. So this could be a defensive matchup, and at the yeah, same time, dude. might be very high scoring. Um, but I'm going Josh with- Dobbs. <laughs> yeah, Josh Dobbs might go off or something. Look, I I'm going with a vibe pick here. I'm all about feel. It's all about feel. Chris. Right. We're just talking heads. We're just Listen. talking heads. No biases. We're going with the feelings here. Chris Norhouse, my brother. The schedule makers tried to pin us against each other. They, they look, we 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 faced off in the we faced off in the Super Bowl a couple years back. You got the best of me. They put us week one, bright lights. They wanted to they wanted us to jaw at each other. We didn't do any of that. We didn't talk any shit. I didn't receive any shit from Chris. I didn't send any shit to Chris. Wait, you played Chris in the championship last year? Two years ago. And that was the week one matchup? That was the week one matchup this year. Oh, so it's, it's a couple yeah. years. It'd be like if, you know, the the all of a sudden the Bucks and Stuns play on Christmas Day or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. My point is, Chris, I'm rocking with you. We're keeping it classy. This is a classy rivalry. You help me. I help you, my brother. You scratch my back. I scratch yours. I think you get back to 500, one and one. Clarky, very impressive win week one. I think it's a letdown spot. That's all. I don't, I, I, again, like Ethan said, this might be one of the more impressive games of the week. High scoring, but uh, we'll see it play out. For sure. So now what we're going to do is we're going to move into a little gambling corner segment because we know everyone loves to gamble. We're going to give you one NFL line that we like for the week, and then we're going to give you one fantasy football uh, what, what, how should I, how should I phrase this? A fantasy football flavored bet. Yeah. Stir the pot. Stir the pot a little bit. We'll give you a player in our league who's projected a certain amount of points. We'll give you an over under on that. Or as Ethan pointed out, we could also just give you a money line on one of, one of you guys, one of you managers to beat another one. I got a money line pick this week. That's all I'm going to say. So we'll get there when we get there. Uh, Ethan, my NFL pick this week. I like the Colts minus one and a half versus the Texans. I'm not a CJ Stroud guy. I'm rooting for Gavin. I'm rooting for AR5 to get back on track. I like Shane Steich, and I like that offense. Impressive loss against the Jags. I like the Colts minus one and a half. Okay. That is interesting that you say that because my lock, I I, I like, I love the alternate spread bet. And I actually made Houston alternate spread plus three and a half. I think this is going to be the the lowest scoring game of the week. I talked about the highest scoring. This is going to be the lowest scoring game of the week. And I think Houston keeps it very close. This is definitely, I feel like, going to be a game that's going to come down to a field goal. And I think Houston keeps it close at home. Divisional matchup, Indiana, Indianapolis is on the road at an outdoor stadium. And um, I, I think Houston, I think CJ Stroud saw his game, and I think they keep it pretty close here. So give me the alternate spread, Houston plus three and a half. Funny you know, how we're all over the worst, like the worst game of the week. Well, <laughs> it, that's why that's why these lines are fun, especially early in the season. Because Ethan, there's a way we can both win here. If the if the Colts win by two or three points, exactly. <laughs> Colts by three. Colt, yeah, Colts by three. We both win. All right, yeah. uh, my fantasy football lock of the week, Spence. I love Lamar to score more than the 19 and a half that he's projected to right now. I don't know if they'll beat the Bengals. The Bengals are a good team, but hey, Lamar, a, a real letdown in week one. He got his money. People are talking, calling him out of his name, saying he's lazy. Lamar's not worried about anything other than what happens in between those lines on Sunday. I love Lamar to ball out. I, I don't know if he's going to like go off, but I certainly like him to score 20 plus this week. Uh, hand up if I jinx you. I'll make it up to you. But E, what you got for your fantasy football lock of the week? You got a money line pick. I got a money line, but I also have a player prop. Do you want to? Do you want to also give a money line pick? I can give a money line pick. Sure. So you you give okay. your you, you give your uh, player prop first. I'll give my player prop first. You picked an over trend. I'm gonna pick an under, and for this under, I'm going to visit the Flying Dutchman camp and kick him <laughs> while you're down. You might say, I don't think Najee Harris is going to meet his projection. I'm gonna take under twelve point one seven. I am almost off of the Najee Harris boat. I used to be well on on it last you year. You were steering it. You were steering the ship. I was steering the ship. I was the captain, and uh, 
I'm not, I don't, I just don't believe him anymore. And he's playing Cleveland, a divisional matchup, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. It's literally going to be just dudes running into each other all game. I don't think Najee breaks 10, honestly. So I'm going to go the under on Najee Harris. All right. Um, Money lines, what have you, whatever you want to call it. I am going to double down on what is, granted, I keep saying this, after week one, the biggest matchup of the week. Trev, I love you. I love I love Trev. To win. I think Trev is too big because Joe Burrow is not scoring less than 5.98. It's not happening. That Cowboys defense is going to ball, and I think Trev comes out hot. I think he stays hot. 2-0 for Trevolution. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I won't comment on that, Philly. I'm still riding with you, my boy. Um, I'm hammering Kyle Kukla's money line. Give me, give me the Bass Pro. Give me all of it. Um, Cabela's ain't shit. Shout out Bass Pro. Give me Bass Pro Bombers over Kid Karch, and it's not gonna be close. I'm riding with the previous Super Bowl fantasy football championship Turk Award, whatever you may call it. I'm riding with the champs. Love it. Love it. So there you go. There's our there's our gambling segment. Last thing we'll do here. E, I'm going to let you explain this because this is your baby. You texted me this idea yeah. this morning, and I loved it. Go for it. So, again, talking heads here. We want to stir the pot a little bit. We got something called the throne room and the doghouse. We're going to give you two teams each who we believe are in the throne room. And this is going to change every week because, you know, teams change every week. Teams win, teams lose. These are four teams total that we believe are are the strongest teams in the league. And the doghouse, we believe, are the four weakest teams in the league. And like we said, it's going to change every week. This is nothing to do with record. It has nothing to do with your standing. I want to make that clear. It's not the standings. If, if it was that simple, we just give you the standings. It's not the right. standings. Like I, like I said in the beginning, we do it different. No one's doing it like us. We're going to give you a throne room and a doghouse. So we got two picks. Should we start with the throne room or start with the doghouse, Trent? What do you think? Throne. Give credit where credit's due. Start with the throne. Trent, give me your first throne room pick. I'm going to give it to Devin. And this is a little bit of reverse psychology here but because I'm facing off against him this week. But, Dev, I love the squad last week. I also think you got a player on your bench in Marvin Jones, bias aside, one of my favorite NFL players ever. He could end up having a big year for you. So I think there's a lot left to be desired, although you did have a very impressive week one win, sizable victory. I will give Sparty squad the throne. Good. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it obvious what everyone's thinking. I'll say uh Trevolution. The the team's just looking very strong. It's a force to be reckoned with. He's got a lot of talent over there, and the ceiling hasn't even been found yet. So give me Trev. Trev, welcome to the throne room. All right. I will give credit where credit's due elsewhere, and that is someone who I or, or a team that I have called out and, and called to lose next week. So I'll give you your flowers now. Philly, incredible performance week one. Uh, you are statistically the best team in this league right now. Uh, I just, you're to a Tyreek stack, as you put it. I think you're going to live and die with those guys all year. If those guys put up big numbers. You're going to win. You're going to be real hard to beat. So Philly, congrats. You got the throne. Yeah. And I, and I struggled here with the fourth, but I'm feeling pretty good about putting Detroit rock city into the throne room. I'm, I'm liking what I see Mahomes possibly the greatest quarterback of all time with the lions. I think this team just has a lot of potential and I, I see them scoring a lot of points this year. And now that we've said all those teams, they're all playing each other. Rock city's playing Sparty and, and Trevolution's playing Philly. Somebody's wow. got to go down. Somebody's got to go down. It's thrown week. It's thrown week. And that might be, that might be the tag, man. It's thrown week, but let's talk about, the doghouse. So here's the thing. We got to preface this with we all love each other. Everybody love everybody. We all have known each other since diapers, whatever analogy you want to use. But no one talks more garbage. No one talks more smack. No one is more full of themselves in this league than Nathan Willett. And you get <laughs> You get beat out of the gate by Clark, the sheriff. Credit to Clark, yeah. by the way. There's no dig at Clark. I'm just saying, Nate, dog, get off the mat. You got you, – come on. You can't talk all this shit about what happened in 2014. It's yeah, he does. He's always got something to say. He always that does. All, that was all pre-expansion. You know, we got 16 teams now. It's harder to win. And mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I got to see more out of you. I love you, but I, come on. You got to even the score this week. So Nate's in the doghouse. Sorry, Nate. You're in the doghouse. Um, to me, I feel like this is an obvious pick, but Gavin and the feeling, you know, it's been years since I've seen a spark in the feelings team over there. And I say what you want. Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup are injured, whatever. I'm calling a spade a spade. All right. This team has minimal talent compared to everybody else. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, who is Luke Musgrave, the tight end <laughs> for the Packers? And why is he starting? Look at this. They're I, like, I just, I don't know how these players, like, did he, I, again, like, I'm just like, was this from the draft? And he's got Josh Jacobs. He's got. Mike Williams? I don't know. Like, those are yeah, his I'm top two guys right now. I'm Gavin, I'm here. sorry. I love you, buddy. You're my lifelong friend. But you are in the doghouse. All right. Well, that concludes the uh, final segment. Also concludes the show. So, hey, by the way, we're spitballing here. Will this take an hour and ten minutes every week? I don't know. Will it take two hours next week? I don't know. Also, we are very, very, very much open to getting some of you fellas on this show. So, let's Absolutely. make it happen. The Weekly Notes Podcast, or whatever you want to call it, the Weekly Notes Show. If you got something to say, put in a request. Talk to me, talk to Ethan, talk to the powers that be. We did talk about potentially having, like, a, you know, if you don't win this week, you can't come on the show bar none. We got a strict, like, no, no, you you don't win, you're not in policy. This ain't a loser's podcast. We haven't, we, we have not finalized anything yet, but we just want you guys to know, the point of this is to have fun. And the point of this is to just have a good time and, and, and connect and get on the Zoom. Like Ethan and I, we had a great time catching up right before this. So whatever. Uh, week one's in the books. Let's gear up for week two. Philly and Minnesota tonight. Big one. Yeah. Hey, this is going to be a fun week. Again, it's thrown week. We got a lot of good matchups to see. And just kind of piggybacking off of what Trent said, we do this for the league. Like this, this is for us. It's not something that we make for like – the whole world to see and to, you know, we're not really pandering here. We're just talking to the guys, you know? So this is something that me and Trent both hold near and dear to our hearts. And hopefully you guys find some enjoyment in it as well, but you know what? Damn it. This league is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the NFL and <laughs> damn it. It's going to go down as a great show. And I think this is going to stir up some great conversation, some great takes. I think we're going to have some good stuff coming. Like Trent said, Please, like, keep this, keep the pot stirring. Like, we need stuff to that's going to keep this going. It's only as fun as we make it. So, keep up the trash talk, keep up all the, you know, the chat and everything. And hopefully, we get some guys on here to talk a little bit about their matchups and rivalries and whatnot. So, that's all I got to say, Trent. I'll throw in one more thing. If you want to get, if you want to come on here and give us some shit, since we're just on our high horse talking about you, like Ethan, for example, you, you only scored 88 points. You're 0 1. You skated out of the doghouse. You're not in the doghouse. If anyone I wants skated. to come on here and put Ethan in his place out of spite or me for just being a blowhard, by all means, let's make it happen. We'll set it up. But yeah, that's, all for, that's all for week one of the weekly notes. Thanks for listening. Good luck to everybody this week. May the best man win. Peace. Good luck to everybody except Brad. <laughs>